Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome yeah. back to Old School. Join in on our conversations. We, we would love to hear from you. 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Starter Heyman text line. We've got a couple yeah. couple texts in. Uh, Paul F. says, Morning, guys. Love the idea of the new club, but I won't lie. The message board aspect of this is scary. Message boards in general can be rough at times. I've oh, only... there's message? What, what, you message the players? I don't know if you message. It's like it's like a fan community where like you guys, the fans can like talk amongst themselves. Like it's their own oh. message board, which I agree can be. I've made the trek to the message boards like three times ever, and I've hated it every time. I don't. I do. Yeah, I do not enjoy that. the message boards. There's too much going on there that is idiotic and mm. unnecessary. So I just avoid the message boards altogether. So if you have anything from message board, I mean, you can you can let me know, but I'm not going to make the trip to to check out the message boards. Uh, and I just have to read this one because it makes me happy. Downtown Scott, my wife doesn't listen to this show, but she always listens to What's Up With That and dances. Even our two-year-olds get in on the action. Happy Friday. Thank you, Downtown Scott's wife. It's great. <laughs> downtown wife? I don't know. I don't know. But that's fantastic. I love it. I love that she enjoys the best segment in radio history. But right now, I'm going to ask Jay Foreman how his trip to Indy went, how how he enjoyed Big Ten Media Days, you know, some of the guys he talked to, some of the coaches, some of the players, you know, how, how did it go? It's all, you know, you had your interaction with P.J. Fleck, and we talked about that a little bit. But, uh, no, how how was it? Uh, it was, I mean, it was it was all right. I mean, it was good. Uh, uh, you know, I saw – I mean, I got a lot of fr- – I didn't realize how many friends you have that are working at different, you know, universities that, you know, I mean, that, that doing different stuff at universities and um, – so that was good. You get to meet meet and see some of the coaches, see how they kind of move in their element of Big Ten media days, but just, you know, you see the differences in the schools and the programs. So that was good. Get some good interviews. Um, you know, I talked to, you know, P.J. Fleck, you know, and um, uh, no, we're not buddies, whoever the idiot is out there thinks I'm buddies <laughs> with him. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, like I said, I got I can respect what he's done. Um, on a personal level, I got a ton of respect for him because he was a man of his word as far as how he how he treated a kid that I I trained. Um, and every kid, I mean, every kid that I know that I've worked with, um, like him. Um, and but uh, you know, I got to talk to uh, Josh Whitman, who's AD of Illinois. Talked to him a little bit. Talked to Mel Tucker offline a little bit. Um, my connection with Mel Tucker uh, was or is that one of my uh, better friends, uh, Travaris Tillman, was his defensive back coach. Whereas um, Mel Tucker, well, Mel Tucker was at Georgia. Travaris was coaching at a pretty prominent kind of private school. Wanted to get into college. GA'd it. GA'd it up at uh, was a GA um, or analyst or whatever up at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Did some really well as like in that position development players and and then got the defensive back job must have done obviously it was a magical year mel tucker got a huge contract everybody's trying to go there now he's down at georgia tech which is his alma mater so nice. Tavares is it, so i talked to him about Tavares. we and he talked about how 
he had to kind of groom Tavares and, and knew about him from his days of playing in the pros, but groom him and try to kind of get him a little bit more confident in his abilities. And I remember telling Tavares, like, dude, you could be all pro safety. You know, and he got injury bug, but once he got down to the Dolphins, he ended up doing really well, and he's doing phenomenal right now. So uh, I talked to him. Um, I'm sad we couldn't get Mel Tucker on the air. Yeah, he's he, – he he be Mel, Mel, he he a big dude. Yeah. Um and but he got a funny voice. Don't don't fit him. But he definitely be walk he walks around like he a gangster. Yeah, he he does it. Um he's a you know, he's a he played at Wisconsin, so I didn't know that. Yeah. He played at Wisconsin, so he got the Barry Alvarez deal, you know, kind of mindset, which is a Nebraska mindset. Yep. And um which is when when we got to talk to Barry Alvarez, that was probably the highlight. Barry Alvarez. Oh, that was that was a great interview. Well, because I got to jam him up because it, it was about the scholarship, <laughs> I, and I know he probably been knowing that I've been talking junk about him ever since 1994. You say, yeah, yeah I'm J4. I know J4. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it, that was good. But to talk to him after the interview and how you know we were talking about just the landscape of college football and and what and he was talking about his time at Nebraska Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how he built his program and when obviously Wisconsin, but he, the lessons he learned was from when he was in college and he was talking about how Nebraska was always, you know, they integrated a little bit earlier than everybody else. Um, He didn't know any different. He said it helped him in recruiting. It helped him in um, recruiting coaches Mm -hmm of having that college experience with African-American players being in it and riding in, you know, cars with them, living with them. He talked about the things he learned at Nebraska has led him. Now he's involved. Now he's, you know, special advisor, special to, advisor to, commissioner to, to the, the commissioner of big 10. And he's, and he's been a champion for the big 10 for years. And he, and the funny thing is we talked about the big 10 when he first got there mm-hmm. versus now. Um, he's probably one of the more, one of the most influential people if you think of the Big Ten currently as it is. He probably is the like most if you, like besides if you, the commissioner. Or at yeah. least like one of the most recognized. He's a big like player. He's, big a, he's a big player in it. He's a big player in college football. Yeah. Um, period. You're If you're big time in, the, in Big Ten. So just to see what his mindset is and how he, he he's realistic about a lot of stuff, though. Mm-hmm. And when he says that, look, he, he knew – that were he's not he's not going to have the dynamic players out there, but he had, knew he had to get a certain amount of guys in those positions, develop them, and then obviously everything's predicated on them being physical and playing good defense and fundamentals and special teams. I was just pretty amazing, and then then he could easily pivot and talk about expansion, why expansion would be better, mm-hmm. two or three thing, two or three ways it could look like, why it should look that way. How would it be advantageous for everybody to look that way? So, I mean, I mean, obviously it's his experience from Wisconsin, but it, you don't get to where he's at, um, or where you know where he's gone or where he's at, by just kind of being pigeonholed and being able to deal with adversity, dealing with it, being able to get in with you know different you know type of coaches. I mean, the story that he was telling me about, like his time of being with you know a lot of those guys. I think it's Jeter and all those guys when he played being in the car and just them talking about Alabama and how they were beating him is like, they still hadn't integrated. And then he's like, I didn't know any different. I didn't, he's like, matter of fact, I didn't want to know any different. 
He's like, so when I started getting around coaches and players, he's in there. It's just crazy that, you know, those little things right there has led him to, what, 40, 50-year career in coaching. And he's and he's got, you know, good energy, good vision. Um, so that was good. That was good. And, you know, we are lucky enough and gracious enough that – or Trev was gracious enough to, you know, come talk to us for a while. That was fun. Um, we had a couple of different players and, um, you know, to kind of, you know, pick their brain. A lot of the stuff – a lot of the conversations – because the SIDs, most of them are kind of, you know, it's like herding cattle, and they're, you know, they kind of protect him or whatever. But when you got to talk to a few players, um, was pretty cool. I think Vershawn, he interviewed Laporta. Um, it, he was inter- it was interesting to see, you know, their mindset, you know, as far as Iowa, which kind of replicates what we did. Mm-hmm. One of the things that stuck out to me is Laporta. I remember him as a freshman, you know, little, you know, playing, and then obviously yeah. he had some guys ahead of him. But he said, man. One of his, uh, we talked about watching tape every year and how you keep the zest for improvement without any type of coercion. He was talking about, yeah, man. He's like, every year that I watch tape, uh, it's cringe. Uh, it's it's cringeworthy. He's a pretty good player, but he's, he's, like, a, he's like, I hate watching myself. This right. Is, yeah. So I mean, that's where he's at, and um, so it's you know, it was, it was a it was a good time. It was you know, travel was a little shaky getting there and getting back. Um travel everywhere is like that anyways but yeah, i heard you guys had some some fun experiences on the plane on, on the plane ride or in the airports and all that fun stuff yeah well with Rashawn, Rashawn is with you it's you, you, there is no rest for the weary i mean trying to close my eyes one time on it Rashawn was sitting behind me yeah oh i mean and he doesn't tap your shoulder lightly so it was uh but it was good i mean it was a good experience good to see um i'd been kind of in that arena, you know, doing stuff, you know, up there, radio row for the NFL. Um, the setup was pretty sweet right there on Lucas Oil uh, Field. I'm glad the tape wasn't rolling at the end where I stood at the 40-yard line and saw the goal line, and I was like, at some point in time in my life, I ran it in four five eight four six three. Thought about it. Oh, there's no way. <laughs> it looked long. <laughs> Because usually when you when you were running the forty, you'd ran it so much, it was like it wasn't that big. It wasn't it's that just second nature. That was a long way, man. You're like forty yards is that's pretty far. I did like a five yard start, and I it, you always had you know you had your check mark when you when you were fast. You, you know where tell. you 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 know no, yeah the, the quick twitch is gone, the explosiveness is gone. Um, forty yards, and I guarantee if I ran forty, I would come right out of the blocks and stand straight up. Yeah, and so it wasn't happening. So it's uh. You know, those are cool things. And you'd be back in Lucas Oil Field, um, you know, played there a ton, you know, because we played, you know, there in Buffalo, played there in Houston, and then um, maybe once or twice, um, either when I was with the Giants or San Francisco. The coolest thing was we end up staying in the same hotel that I stayed at during the combine. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, uh, you know, because you remember those things, Mm -hmm. and obviously it was a long time ago, but – you know that I mean that's probably was a, you know it was probably you know it was a good little experience and I think that uh, you know we represented well or whatever and um, so forth and so on. I, you know I, if I had one thing the suggestion is um, probably the every team should make the you know I don't know how much longer they'll have radio people there. It just seems like you know they kind of pick and choose. I think they should make all the players and coaches available to the people that take the time and resources to go out there but besides that it was good you know like i said I, I, um 
got offered to do some work at the Big Ten. Got to meet some of those dudes, you Look know. You. And um, um, so that was good. And then again, seeing some guys, you know, I saw Josh Whitman. I was we were thinking. I was like, you know, I was in my third or fourth year, and he was a rookie, you know. And and um, and we were just, you know, that was, that's I mean, he's the athletic director. He's a lot smarter than me, you know. <laughs> and uh, he's in phenomenal shape, you know. He had nothing but great things to say about Trev. Um, again, unsolicited. You know, but we got, I got to see somebody I hadn't seen since, well, in, you know, in person mm-hmm. since, uh, 2002, maybe, Whew. you know, you, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I was, I left Buffalo, he stayed, then he ended up going to San Diego. We never played. So that's, that's, I mean, that's pretty, in 20 years, I hadn't seen him, you know, and, um, usually when it's somebody that like the athletic director or a coach, you're, you know, you kind of want to ease over there i seen him i just walk right in this conversation <laughs> you're like hey what's up <laughs> yeah and i got to talk to kevin warren a little bit and i've been and i know kevin because he when he was with the vikings well first of all i know knew him from when he was with st louis mm-hmm. just as a player seeing him on the field you know or whatever then i knew him from the vikings because when i was I think either when I just retired or was thinking about retiring, my dad went into the um, ring of honor for the Vikings. Kevin Warren did that whole thing. You know, he kind of said, you know, he he was there. He talked and all this other stuff. And I know um, when we're at the Super Bowl, you know, seen him there. But then, you know, he my dad had always kind of talked to him with different, you know, appearances or stuff. You know, Vikings do a really good job with their alumni. So um, I knew him from there and just, you know, obviously – talked and told him again I appreciate it because he made it a really good weekend for my dad or whatever you know for him to get in there and well deserved but um uh, talk to him a little bit um you know, obviously everything's you know just kind of fluff but you know kind of able to talk to him in the sense that uh we had, you know you know a little bit on a personal level so you, you get to see some people that you hadn't seen I saw Daryl Thompson who when I was in high school, he was at the Gophers. He was a first-round pick, I think, of the Green Bay Packers. Played His son actually played at Indiana last year, uh, basketball. Yeah. I know he has a daughter that plays somewhere, you know, Division I uh, volleyball. He does a lot. He covers the Gophers and helps them out. And, and, and so to talk to him, not only about the Big Ten, just talk to him because um, he he uh, he's big into um, – Boulder Options up there, which is like a mentoring program that's been around for like 20-some years in Minneapolis. So sometimes I go up there and do some stuff for him. So um, I did see him when when Indiana played down here basketball-wise, but I hadn't seen him obviously way before COVID. So it was cool to see some people that I hadn't seen in a while and uh, reconnect with them. Um, and then obviously with time's on, you know, um, permits, you know, try to get them on the radio. Obviously when we start to play these different – teams and stuff and um it was pretty cool it was a good weekend or a good good couple days i always thought it was a weekend <laughs> i have a little bit of weekend that's amazing you, a grand old time meeting all those old friends at a big 10 media days we're gonna hit one more break when we come back i do want to get your take on statement gate from scott frost at big 10 media days up next on old school watch old school live on facebook youtube or twitch old school with dp and j on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? 
Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller.